Welcome to Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today for your weekly recap episode by Eric. Ooh, what's up? Guys, I just want to promise you that it won't always be Eric. Really? (laughs) Could it... I'm going to sabotage literally everyone until I'm the only one left. Wow. Threats. Threats and malice. I've been, I've I been don't watching, like it. Look, I, all I'll say is I've been watching a lot of House of Cards. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Look I'm, out, I'm everybody making, else. I'm making schemes. Charles. I'm making schemes to put myself in charge. Chloe. Chris. Rachel. Mm-hmm. Watch yep. out. Yep. Everybody. <laughs> so we have a lot of news to get to, but before we get to that, we are in the pop culture section. Ooh. And I have been dying from the flu recently. You might hear it a little bit right now. I'm still congested. You'll probably hear me cough several times during Great. this episode. There's a lot to look forward to. There's a lot of just get look, there's gonna be a lot of realness in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you're fucking ready, but sit down you're and gonna strap get, you're in. Gonna, like, you're gonna hear a lot of real people talking, <laughs> a lot of real coughs, yep. raspy voices. You know, I'm human, I get sick. Uh-huh. So I slept for like forty eight consecutive hours. That's a lot. That's it a lot was to sleep. insane. Every time I woke up, I was like, I kicked it. And then I would immediately fall unconscious again. It always gets you right when you wake up. You're like, yeah. oh, I feel great. I feel like a million bucks. As soon as you stand up, it's just all it all comes back. Yep. So I got over that. But while I was uh, recovering from the flu, I got to consume a ridiculous amount of media. Excellent. So some is just like boring comedy stuff that I'm reading because I have to. So I'm not going to like get into all of that. Oh, like like com- like comedy textbooks. Yeah, yeah, basically. Like how to do <laughs> formula comedy. like mm-hmm. joke writing formula books. So unless you're into that stuff, you weirdo. In which case, I will wreck it. Uh, mm-hmm. If if you want me to, hashtag light trees and pod. Sure. But first and foremost, I finished Billions. Did you? I nice. tore through three seasons I of still Billions. Watch it. And by the end, I was like, I don't know if I. These aren't good people. <laughs> right. Like, and obviously, I knew that going in. You know. Um, <clears throat> From what I understand, Robert I've Axelrod is not a good man. Yeah, in I've the not show. seen any of it, but my understanding of the show is that yeah, like this is just a show about all terrible people. Yeah, like even the attorney general's office, they're just bad people. I, I hate to say this because there's a a lady character. Does it, oh, first of all, does anyone watch Billions? Is this my version of? I will say Eric I, talking about pens. I never see anyone talking about pens. I know, but apparently it's really popular. I mean, it's had a bunch but of But probably, like you know, in the Venn diagram of people who watch Billions and people who listen to Light Trees and News, I bet there is no overlap. Right, yeah. So this is just me talking to no one. But if you watch Billions, the main lady character on the show, yeah. her name is Wendy Rhodes. She is the wife of Chuck Rhodes, okay. who is the attorney general That's played by name. Paul Giamatti. But uh-oh, she's also the emotional counselor for the employees of uh, Axe Capital, oh. Robert Axelrod's company. Right. Uh-oh, conflict. Wow. That's a, a huge writer's conflict dream. Of yeah. It's a huge conflict of interest, <laughs> Eric. Even in like the world we live in, as it stands right now, I'm like, this is insane. Yeah, right. This is totally insane. And at the same time, you're supposed to buy that like Wendy Rhodes is the most captivating um, <laughs> like hypnotic woman and i just uh-huh. never for a second was like why is this okay <laughs> why does no one say hey this is fucking bananas yeah, yeah, yeah. you're the wife of the new york attorney general how are you also a high ranked position <laughs> like it's it's insane yeah. does anyone watch billions yeah that's how do you how feel, I feel about that I mean, honestly that's how i feel about house of cards i'm i under, I, I i'll, I'll go on record say i'm a fan of house of cards but there's stuff that goes on i mean there's really over the top stuff like murders which i'm sure happens in real dc i'm sure it does sure. but not in the way that it happens on the show but then there's stuff that happens where i'm just like this has gone from like like everyone on the show is bad and obviously some of it you know is like a lot of liberties are taken but then there's just crazy shit that happens like in the middle of like season three i think it's like season three or four like the uh uh kevin spacey's character uh, like connives away to make his wife his vice president yeah i'm like you can't that would 
no, you can't do that. But do you still feel comfortable like making those assertions in the world we live in now? Because I was watching Billions and I was like, this would never happen. I yeah, I mean, but there are those. I I will really say compromising. I, my my faith is dwindling. I'll say that <laughs> much. Like when I saw a bunch of stories the other day that were like, oh, uh, uh. Jared Kushner's being considered to be chief of staff and the article wasn't just like that's crazy. Yeah. You can't do that. Right. Like they were just like, "Oh, this is a fun thing." So Jared Kushner is Trump's Wendy Rhodes. Yes. Exactly. I get it. I suddenly mm. get politics. Everything <laughs> right. just clicked into place. So, I don't know how I feel about Billions. Does anybody watch Billions? Hashtag Light Trees and Pod. Please watch Billions. Please talk. I think you would like it a lot. I think I would like it. I I think I've said this on the show before. For some reason, I am really drawn to anything about absurdly rich people. It is like like so. It's why I watch Bravo because it's like you are the worst people in the world. (laughs) Right. And I know that. Uh-huh. And if I ever met you, I'd spit in your face. <laughs> right. But that's not true. Uh, mm. But it's so fun to watch rich people be awful. Right. Yeah. 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 At least for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I 100% agree. Hard agree. Great. So we're both bad people. How did you watch Billions? Yes. Watch Billions. No. How did you watch Billions? Oh, oh, oh. I illegally downloaded it. Nice. Okay. So. Yeah, I will also do that. <laughs> I'm like, should I just freely admit stuff like that? <laughs> I'm kidding. This is parody. So I also listened to an audiobook called mm. Evil Has a Name and it is the follow up to the Golden State Killer being identified as Joseph D'Angelo. Ooh. But this is really cool because Evil Has a Name is only an audiobook because it is comprised of interviews with not only like Paul Holes, who is one of the main investigators on the Golden State Killer case, but the victims as well. Oh cool. And so and yeah. an audiobook is like a podcast, is <laughs> that right? It is. It's like a long podcast. It's probably better than most podcasts <laughs> because it's edited very meticulously. I like that a lot. I, I think like my <laughs> I tend to be I I have a hard time getting into books about current events and nonfiction books because the publishing process is so long mm-hmm. that by like Literally, any time a book is published, it's like two years out of date already. Right. You know, what I mean? it's it's so hard to do a book that's like current and, you know, uh, like uh, just like current and relevant because it's it takes so long to write a book and then get it edited and then the publishing thing happens and then it's just like the whole process takes so long that it's it's just like. Yeah, no matter what you do, it's just going to, you know, at least six months to a year after whatever it is that you're writing about. Right. Um, So, and then on the complete, maybe not the complete opposite side, because this is all, like, trash enjoyment that Mm -hmm. I like. Mm -hmm. Um, The non-murder segment. (laughs) The non-murder segment. Yeah, this is probably the opposite of murder. So, because it's the holidays, there's a bunch of holiday specials up on Netflix right now. I almost said Notflix. Notflix, ooh. Edgy. (laughs) Uh, So two holiday specials that I watched because, again, I had an insane amount of time because I was dying from the flu. Mm-hmm. One Nailed It's holiday Ooh, episode nice. okay. is up, and cool. it is so fucking good. Or I should say holiday special because it's multiple episodes. Nice. Uh, I love Nicole Byer so much. She's, She's wonderful. Great. Also, listen to her podcast. The podcast is awesome. Oh, my God. Hold on. I am in the middle of... I probably shouldn't enthusiastically recommend other podcasts, but... Yeah, like, turn this one off and go listen to her podcast. <laughs> please don't do that. <laughs> so, I'm listening to the one right now with Joel uh, Kim... Oh, no. What's his name? Joel Kim Booster. Booster. Yeah. Joel Kim Booster. And I love him because I saw him do a set at UCB... Mm-hmm. When I was interning, and I was like, "This dude is so fucking yeah, funny." Seen him Why have we not seen him? But he's from California, right. so he was just visiting, uh, and he is on the latest episode of "Why Won't You Date Me" with Nicole Byer, and it is so fucking funny. Nice. I yeah. love it. She's great. That so podcast is awesome. It's great. Uh, and then the holiday specials for the Great British Bake Off are up, like a compilation of those holiday specials. I can't even imagine a holiday special for the Great British Bake so Off. So here's what's so great about so, it. So, like, that's too much joy. I feel like oh, there's too oh, much joy. You have no idea. So here's <laughs> what they do. Okay. So they invite back not former winners, but like some of the fan favorites. Okay. So that includes people who did like amazing baking jobs in the past and they just happened to not win. Uh But also a dude who was like famous for dropping his cake. (laughs) And it is 
pure joy. It is so That's fucking too good. Much. A holiday special of the great. It's just too much niceness. Yeah, I and it's also like it's sort of nicer too because the stakes are lower. Mm-hmm. So like they're all still. So it's. <laughs> The very loose competition of the Great British Bake Off is now even less. Like, it's still very much a competition because, like, you want to win for bragging rights and all that stuff. But it's not as insane of a level as the Great British Bake Off, like the actual competition, which, you know, people get very stressed during. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, there's there's Christmas trees in the tent. You can't be stressed <laughs> if there's, like, lights and, and wreaths uh-huh. hung up. Come on. I don't no. know. That's how I feel. Yeah. I mean, uh, that show is just so, it's too nice sometimes. I can't. No, it's the right amount. We need need that much niceness in this world because it's awful right now. I still haven't seen the um, Mr. Rogers documentary. I still got to watch that. Oh, my God, Eric. I forgot about something else I'm watching. And Uh I don't want to wreck any of these. Yeah. Well, that's not true. Okay. Here's the thing. They don't have to be wrecked. We can just talk about it. Cool. Great. This is a safe space. Mm-hmm. This might just be about me. I don't know if we're going to have time to get to you. I hope that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. So do you know the website Film School Rejects? Uh, I'm familiar with it. Okay. So they have a list, the best horror movies of 2018. Wow, I can already tell now the list is going to be controversial. Okay. <laughs> so what, like watching films on this list, I was like, I don't know if I'm a fan of horror. Mm-hmm. Like I might be a fan of some kind of blending of genres with horror elements Mm. but i don't know if i'm down with pure horror right so one i will kind of wreck and the other i'm not going to wreck and i was just like why am i watching this i want the hour 40 of (laughs) my life back Uh so the first one is called ravenous okay and it is a french canadian film and it's a zombie apocalypse flick so i was like great um but I realized, like, The Walking Dead, and I mean, like, The Walking Dead at its prime, uh-huh. when it was so good, right. has ruined zombie shows and films for me. Mm-hmm. Because anytime there's the inevitable sort of, uh, you know, like, this tribe of people meets up with the other tribe of people, and right. they, sh- like, they swap backstories, yeah. I was just watching it, and I'm like, The Walking Dead did this better uh-huh. in a more interesting way, yeah, 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 in yeah. a better, more efficient way. Mm-hmm. And this is just dragging on and on and on. However, having said that, I guess this is kind of a spoiler. So if you were thinking of watching uh, Ravenous, skip ahead a little bit until you hear the music cue for your bad news. Ravenous, to me, feels like a film that anybody who was thinking about watching it has already watched. <laughs> right, right. This doesn't seem like a movie that people... Uh, this is like an indie, True. like, like <laughs> not very well-known horror movie. So if you were thinking about it, you've probably watched Although it. Although it's streaming on Netflix right now, so if you want to nice. check it out, okay, do go yeah, check it out. Fast uh, I like supporting independent films. You should go do that. So the one really inventive, ingenious thing they do with the zombies mm-hmm. are... In Ravenous, the zombies are still very much human. Oh, and they are, like, aware of what's happening. Oh. And they're behaving in, like, really, in addition to being zombies, strange ways that no one understands and they never explain. Oh, so, for example, one of the things they do is they keep building enormous monuments mm-hmm. of, like, stuff they find in houses. Oh, so, like, cool. one of the monu- monuments is just chairs they've built. And, like... The shots of the monuments are stunning. Yeah, yeah. Like, truly some of the most beautiful shots I've ever seen. And I was like, this is amazing. Oh, that's cool. And then it would go back to a very formulaic zombie film. But, like, those moments, it was so interesting. And maybe it was interesting because they never explain it. Mm -hmm. Which, I don't know. Is that just bad writing? It's like if you introduce something and then you don't explain it, but it's a cool thing. I don't know. It's I go back and forth on stuff like that because I'm like, if it's not integral to the story... Then maybe it's just a cool thing you can just put in there. Cause I, I, I sometimes I'm like, I like it. I like the formulaic like exposition. And then sometimes I'm like, I think you should treat your eye like I don't know. It's a device to like sort of treat your audience like they already know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, I like it in apocalypse films and shows because it. It fits into the world they've created. Yeah. Because, like, the survivors wouldn't have all of the information about why the zombies are doing that. Right, right, right. So, for me, it just, it rings true to the rules we've set for this universe. So, it's permissible in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I think, like, a lot of people, I mean, I think what 
you know, most films that do that is like it, it's sort of like all comes full circle at the end usually. Um, I felt like the like the Lord of the Rings movies were really good at that. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, if you read Lord of the Rings, you knew what everything was. But if you hadn't and you just watched those movies, they just throw shit out there. They're like, yeah, this happens. And then, right. like, you just have to catch up. Like, you're constantly playing catch up to the world. But that's what it would be like. Exactly. You know, I mean, it, it adds this, like, sort of, like, meta realness to it because you're just, like, constantly catching up, like, it, as if you were, like, picked up and plopped in this Yeah, world. and to me, it was so much just so much more disturbing to see them building these weird monuments and not knowing why they're yeah, doing I, it. Yeah, th- that's true. That's also, like, that could just be a, an effect for, like, a horror film. Right. They're just being like, what the fuck is going on? There was also a really amazing scene where like the zombies make judgment calls about like when they're going to alert the other zombies that they see a human. Yeah. And one of the zombies turns around and she sees a little girl and she turns back around and she doesn't do anything. Uh, And it's like, Oh fuck that zombie decided not to tell the other zombies. Yeah. I will say the idea of zombies that have thoughts is so terrifying. It's so (laughs) scary because then it's like, it it sort of reminded me of get out where it's like, Uh are they in the sunken place? Like they're inside these dead vessels and they can't get out. Yeah. Yeah, because most of the time, even in The Walking Dead, like the zombies are just these, like, you know, uh, I mean, they're zombies. They're like slave creatures that have no thoughts. And they're just like, you know, it's just like the idea that they can make judgments and all of a sudden have brains. They're like, yeah. oh, shit, we're fucked. Right. Like, also, it takes place in a very, he- I mean, it's Canada. So, like, a very heavily wooded area, like a rural area. And the zombies scream <laughs> to each other to communicate. And that, like, echoes through the oh woods. Oh, God, that's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I love this movie? Okay. <laughs> I think I'm recommending Ravenous. <laughs> when you I talked that. myself into it. When I was watching it, I was sort of like, oh, that was good. <laughs> but now that I'm actually, like, talking it through, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I think this is actually quite good. You, when you just said that because this is Canadian, before you finish the sentence, my head was just thinking, like, what if there was, like, a zombie movie, but it's, like, Fargo? It's just like a bunch of like very like very Canadian sounding like nice people like polite zombies. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, but that's echoing yeah. through the woods. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so the my definite anti rack that I'm gonna stick Ooh. to. Ooh, not even just like a uh, uh, I saw this and it was not good. Like an anti rack. Yeah, it is wow. deeply disturbing and frustrating for so many reasons. But it's called Primal Rage. <laughs> okay i'm already upset it's it's about bigfoot guys it's about bigfoot Great. and it is several times throughout the movie unintentionally hilarious <laughs> because like some of the like scare moments are like literally bigfoot like peeking out from behind <laughs> a tree and it, i don't know why i found it so fucking funny and but then oh god so uh, rape is a really really big okay. theme i was wondering because you have it pulled up this on your computer. This is not the rape scene. Okay. This is when Bigfoot sneaks up. Uh, there's a, a a lady protagonist, this poor, poor woman who had to play this character, but he cuts a piece of her hair off. Okay, just so everyone knows, you're, if you look up this list online from this website... I see a, why you thought there's that. There's a picture, and all I see is a young blonde woman's head uh, uh, above a couple of tree limbs, and then just a towering gorilla behind yeah. her. So and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Here's the thing: like, it's basically King Kong in the forest. Okay. But, and I'm aware that like in stories like King Kong, rape is a subtext. Sure. But it's always kept as a subtext mm-hmm. because nobody wants to watch that. I mean, like, no. Let me rephrase that: no uh, well-adjusted person. <laughs> Wants to watch that. Right. So, but it's not just uh, Bigfoot raping this woman, which does happen. Great. And I'm going to say that because everybody should know that. Yeah. Uh, in all of the reviews I've read of the movie, they were like, hey, just a heads up. There is a rape scene in this movie. Even as like a horror movie. Not, I'm not saying this as a horror. I'm saying like uh, whoever made this movie, like as like a horror film person, how like, can you not be in a writer's room and be like, this seems... Guys, this seems like a lot. Gratuitous. Should we not have this? <laughs> but even before we get to that scene, there is a uh, like deliverance characters. These dudes who hang out in the woods, mm-hmm. who are constantly like alluding to the fact that they might rape her. So like even before we get to that scene, 
great. It is like three fourths of the film. People mm. threatening to rape her. It's just like it's hanging in the air that she might be raped at any point. Jesus. Um, and it that's supposed to like add to the the tenseness of the moment. But I was just like, I hate I this. Yeah, Why this, am I that watching just sounds this? Like uncomfortable to watch. It doesn't even it was. sound like like a horror movie. And that's like no, not to discredit the actress who. Um, oh my god, uh, my screensaver went on. Sorry, everybody. Uh, who played the protagonist because she did a great job. She's a great actress. It's not her fault. Uh, it's the dudes who wrote it. Two dudes <laughs> yeah. wrote it. So also I will say the one nice thing I can say about it is great ending. There's a twist at the Ooh, end. Ooh, nice. I'll just say what the ending is because I don't think anybody should watch it. Was it that Bigfoot was the people we met along the way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in an in a ape suit. Uh, so her husband, who... <laughs> the movie starts with, like, she picks him up. He's just gotten out of jail. Great. So they, like, crowbar this, like, relationship mm-hmm. into this film where mm-hmm. it's like, ooh, things are tense because she's mad at she's him. she's low class. And, you know, he's low class, thank you very much, and uh, she's better than him. Oh, I see. And I see. he okay. knows it. Okay. So he's mad about it. And they get into an argument, they crash, and blah, 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 they meet Bigfoot. So uh, why did I start talking about that? Oh, the ending. The ending. So, uh, you know, the, the dude gets his whole redemption narrative where he ends up saving her at the end, of blah, 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 blah. Of so she flees, she gets to the road at the end, and he stays behind, and he gets into, like, an epic fight with Bigfoot and kills him. <laughs> so he wins. He killed Bigfoot. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> two arrows hit him. And he dies. Guess what? Turns out there's more Bigfoots. There's a tribe of Bigfoots. There's more Bigfoots and they have arrows? I forgot to mention. The Bigfoots. Oh, wait, wait. I didn't tell you one of the most wild parts of this story. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. I have to tell you. Okay. So in this story, Bigfoot is called Oma. And Oma is from a Native American uh, folklore Uh in which Bigfoot or Oma are the sort of like reincarnated ancestors of the Native Americans. So there is a wild sea storyline in this film where the sheriff and like the deputy sheriff are Native American and they go to like on a spiritual quest where they smoke peyote Mm -hmm. and sit in a tent to hallucinate to give them guidance about what to do with Bigfoot. I still have no fucking idea what they got out of that. (laughs) They go on this like trippy hallucination where they see like I guess like spirits but when they leave the tent I'm like what answers did you get (laughs) what the fuck was that so it seemed like they just tried to like dress up this dumb Bigfoot narrative with like Native American folklore where they're like no it's actually really deep yeah because you don't know anything about Native Americans so actually (laughs) so that's why the Bigfoots know how to shoot arrows to answer your question Holy shit, did I just explain the whole plot of this movie? Every second of this movie sounds problematic. It's every <laughs> microsecond <laughs> is problematic. I was just like, wow, like the, the whole time. <laughs> it is so offensive. It's so bad. Don't watch it. I, just I, like, I just spoiled it for you, so don't watch it. Like the whole thing was just like when you were talking about how like like People are constantly threatening to rape this woman. It's just like, it's problematic. And also, it just sounds stupid. It just sounds like not good. It's very dumb. I will say, I like the ending. I like the twist that there are like many Bigfoots. I was just like, (laughs) oh! (laughs) It was great. The Uh, thing is, what upsets me about this is that I feel like you could do a good Bigfoot movie. Could you, though? I think you could. I think it is inherently stupid and it can't be done. No, I think you could do it. I'm not, look. I'm no filmmaker, so I'm not. Uh, this is not a challenge to myself. <laughs> I think it should be. I, I think, think you, you should could, do it. I think you could do it, but I think the way you would have to go about it is that you have to do it. You have to do the opposite of King Kong. What it's is, it's got to be like, like it can't be big and flashy and like you know tearing down buildings and shit like that. I think if you want to do a big movie, it's got to be it's got to be subtle. It's got to be. You don't want to see like a big because once you see a big gorilla, it just looks stupid on screen. So it's how the fuck do you do it? You never see the Bigfoot. You could see him a little bit, but I'm saying like, I think it should be more like psychological and terrifying. Well, that's what they try to do with this. Like they try to do the Jaws thing where they don't show it for a while. Yeah, they show like his <laughs> the beginning. Like he just throws rocks at people, and I was just like, what is happening? But like th- in the beginning, they show his point of view. You see flashes of him. It is like. 
kind of spooky in places. So they try to do that. But eventually you have to show them. You have to. I think, I don't know. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing your fucking Bigfoot I just movie. said I wasn't going to make one. You have to now because okay, I don't know I what can't. the fuck you're talking about. Did you ever see, I think, I think I've talked about it on the show before. Like, I liked Paranormal Activity for that reason. Yeah. Paranormal Activity is dope. Uh, All right. Listen, I talked about this way too long. We got to get to it. Cool. Guys, here is your bad news. Mm. All right, we got to talk about this shutdown nonsense. Oh, boy. So, um, Paul Ryan on Thursday said that Trump would not sign a spending bill meant to avert a government shutdown if it did include money for his dumb fucking wall. Well, I mean, luckily he won't have to worry about it anymore because somebody started a GoFundMe <laughs> for the wall, so... Here's it should be okay. over soon. Here's how I feel about the GoFundMe. I'm sort of like, I would rather these fucking vile racists throw away their money <laughs> by giving it to a dumb GoFundMe that, A, won't raise enough money, uh-huh. certainly, because it would cost billions of dollars. Yeah, it's like $10, like $10 billion, yeah. $25 billion. And B, will just go nowhere. Yeah. I'd rather like, sort of like divert the harm Mm -hmm. through that so i'm in favor of it yeah (laughs) i did say the other day uh on my facebook that i really am looking forward to when all these people find out they just got duped and like some dude's about to take like a 10 million (laughs) dollar vacation also i would sort of be like good on you yeah (laughs) yeah i mean like uh, yeah this is also i will (laughs) I saw something the other day about Paul Ryan's like farewell speech to Congress. And then since then, I've seen like eight stories about him in the news. I'm like, will you just go the fuck away? Did we fare well or did we not fare well? Like, what is happening? You fared us well. Get the fuck. Leave. Go back to Wisconsin. Shouldn't you be doing push-ups or whatever the fuck you do? Growing out your dumb beard. Go back to Wisconsin. Everyone hates you. Don't try to grow a beard and become attractive to me, Paul <laughs> Ryan. Don't you try to do Don't. it. Don't. With your eyes, uh-huh. your piercing blue eyes, <laughs> doing push-ups with your beard. I'm on to you. So, <laughs> so I just cracked myself up. So, uh, yeah, this is dumb. Uh, I love seeing how conflicted everyone is because in on the same day that Trump was like, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, sign this spending bill because I want my dumb wall. He also withdrew troops from Syria, Mm -hmm. which no one knows how to feel about. Yeah. Because there's two schools of thought about that, which is, uh, A, uh, the United States meddles in every country in the world, and anytime we uh, withdraw troops, it's a good thing. But then even, like, some Syrians are saying it it could potentially be bad. Well, I mean, that's the problem with, like... (laughs) It's, I mean, f- you know, uh, foreign, uh, like, it's not as simple as, like, either we're over there or we're not. Exactly. Because it's like, once we go over there, then we've created all sorts of issues. And so now it's like, well, we were supporting, like, you know, we were helping protect people like the Kurds. And then we pull out, and then they just get massacred. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it, we're like... W- by the just by the virtue of us being over there, we have created things, right. and then by pulling out, those things don't just go away. And truthfully, I don't talk about Syria more on the show because I don't want to be yet another white person with a podcast in Brooklyn talking about shit that I don't understand. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> don't I mean, I think we have enough of those podcasts. Like, if I have to hear white hipsters talk about Syria uh-huh. anymore, I'm like, nobody knows what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Listen to Syrians if you want to hear about what's happening in Syria. Yeah, I mean, that's the issue. It's like, I think, like, you know, if you were to ask my, like, opinions on, like, overall, like, international affairs, I'd be like, yeah, like, we don't need to have troops in these countries. But, like, 
that's not necessarily the same thing as saying we should pull all of these troops out. Right. Like saying how we should do things versus like with the situation as it stands right now. Right. Um, because like, you know, you start pulling out of countries and then you see things like ISIS pop up and it's like, it's complicated. Mm. And, you know, <laughs> basically what I've come to understand about uh, like uh, national security and like foreign affairs is just that there's no good, solution <laughs> it's like everything is hard and bad right and we just have to try to do find the least bad option yeah exactly right. yeah so uh in in other trump news Ugh. defense secretary james mattis uh who is a retired marine general who is one of trump's first cabinet picks is retiring at the end of february and my favorite part about this story is james mattis who is a monster and a war criminal. Yeah, like <laughs> is like critical of Trump uh-huh. and his approach to national defense. And you know, people have been commenting that for someone like James Mattis to be criticizing the president's ap- approach to national defense is like the ultimate scathing criticism. But what I find so funny about it is I'm like, if a lunatic like James Mattis, like, don't let the uniform fool you. The man, like the man uh, commanded soldiers fire on ambulance workers. Like he is a full on war criminal. Here's the thing. Here's what got me about the Mattis thing is that like uh, a uh, uh, I'm glad Trump's administration is falling apart. But also like it just it's like this right after the McCain thing. I'm like. What gets me is that, you know, quote unquote, like resistance Twitter will praise literally anybody who says a negative thing about Donald oh, sure. Trump. And so many people were like, well, this we, like, fine. We instantly ups- forget about Iraq. <laughs> like this fine, upstanding patriot is quitting the Trump administration. Like, first off, he agreed to be in the Trump administration and exactly. has done everything Trump wanted for the past year and a half. Exactly. And also... He got the nickname Mad Dog Mattis for being a bloodthirsty war Aww. criminal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's that's how he got his nickname. Like, this is not a good man. And he's not any like I don't care if he like wrote a, a scathing letter to Trump. It doesn't matter. Like, good, he's gone. I'm glad he's out of the government, but like I it, it doesn't matter. You still shouldn't be praising him for like standing up to Trump. Like it's the same thing that happens every time a politician dies or anytime somebody like literally anytime anyone says anything negative about Donald Trump, they become the great, like the finest patriots in history. Yeah. It's truly the lowest bar you can clear. Yeah. To finally be like, wait a second. I don't think this guy is fit to lead this <laughs> country. It's like, Jesus Christ. I mean, if that's the bar that we, if that's, the standard for being like an acceptable leader. There were millions of people who said that before Trump got elected. <laughs> right. Any of them would be better <laughs> than Mattis. Yeah. And I also uh, didn't tell soldiers to file on <laughs> fire on ambulance <laughs> right. workers. I did like you war criminal. I did like, uh, I think it was Chris Hayes's tweet where he was just like, I think in like a year it's just, there's just going to be like Trump and Ivanka and Jared Kushner just wandering around an empty white house. <laughs> Oh my god, that's a horror film I would watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, and it's haunted by like the ghosts of former presidents. <laughs> it's like Night at the Museum. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's all the paintings on the walls. All right. Well, Eric and I have to write <laughs> a script after no. this, so no one steal our idea. <laughs> I, I like the the idea of a movie that's like a combination of Night at the Museum and like. What was that terrible? Like Olympus has fallen, except instead of somebody taking over the White House, it's just people fleeing the White House. It's just people leaving. All right. Are you writing this down? Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Take notes. So the last story we'll get to in the bad news section is Facebook, baby. Just that. Just that's the story. Facebook. I have so many feelings about Facebook Mm -hmm. that we're going to get to. Mm -hmm. So the main news story that I wanted to talk about is more than 150 companies reportedly benefited from quote unquote special arrangements with Facebook for data access. So the data access thing means all kinds of things. um, But in some cases it included up to like writing messages. Yeah. Which is, I think unprecedented. And they argued that 
they didn't have to warn users about access to their information because these uh these like extra these companies became part of Facebook. Right. And so the users had already signed a, a, an agreement to be on Facebook. Right. By like so, operating on Facebook, yes. they became Facebook. So this right. includes companies like Spotify, Netflix, the Royal Bank of Canada, which I find so funny. And also the Royal Bank of Canada is like, we didn't know we could do this and we didn't do it. Right. Which maybe that's the only institution that I kind of believe. <laughs> where I'm like, well, as Canadians, they're... they're sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, like, as Canadians, they're, they're like... Uh, they're like physically unable to lie. Right. So whatever <laughs> they're they zombies. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. Um, but I also wanted to talk about like... People deleting their Facebooks. All right, look, listen to me. I fully support you in in all forms of protest, um, in your own personal life. If that makes you feel good to boycott Facebook, cool. I don't think that will have any meaningful impact. I saw someone on Twitter the other day, and they I'm assuming they're some sort of media personality, but they couldn't have been that famous because I didn't know who they were. Uh. But they posted some like like open letter on Twitter. Sanctimonious open letter. Yeah, like some open letter about how they would be deleting their Facebook. Cool. And I was like, nobody cares. Literally, no one gives a shit. And here's the thing. That's not to dissuade you from protesting Facebook. And like, yeah, do it. Get off Facebook. Petitioning like, them for change. But no I one's going to care. <laughs> any meaningful reform for Facebook will come from um regulating them hard government regulation. because here's why and i'll just give you like the the blatant statistical reason that's true the majority of facebook users do not live inside the united states so if you are not organizing with people who live outside the united states for them to delete their facebook accounts this has zero impact on facebook if everyone in the united states deleted their facebook account it they would be would fine. not make a difference they would be to fine. Facebook. they would be a thriving company uh-huh so Again, that's not to dissuade you from criticizing Facebook. If it's something you need to do for yourself, if yeah, you're like, if, I don't want to be on here. If it makes you feel better because you yeah. don't want to, you just don't want to have an account with a shitty company. Yeah. I fully understand that. But the people who seem to think it's going to have some kind of impact on Facebook, it 100% will not. Uh-huh. You would be better off using that time and energy and writing your very long sanctimonious <laughs> post about you deleting your Facebook account by like petitioning your your representative uh-huh. to regulate yeah, Facebook. Exactly, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just how I feel about that. Because I've like noticed quite a few people doing uh-huh, it and I'm yeah. like, ooh, you seem to think that this is gonna matter. Yeah, like I mean make a post, be like, hey, I'm getting off Facebook, you can contact me here. But like yeah. you don't need to go into like why you're doing it or like because again, it just will not matter. It just that's not and that's not to like it's like Allison said, like that's not anything to do with you. you d- I just think people don't understand the scope of Facebook. Well, it's a very American-centric way to think too, uh-huh. where it's like, actually, we as American Facebook users don't matter in this equation. Yeah, like uh, there's just like so many like the size of Facebook is com- the, like you could not, you would be unable to read the majority of Facebook. Right. That's how big Facebook is. If you were to actually like look around on facebook you would not be able to read most of it right because it's in other languages that you don't understand yeah yeah like you like it is such a like massive massive platform it's a massive platform and it still plays an enormously important role in social activism in a lot of countries too that's another aspect as shitty as facebook is and do not get me wrong it a shitty company it is a terrible terrible company that has done illegal things with your data (laughs) Uh don't get me wrong but it still plays an enormously important role in social activism and organizing so it's again we come back to the word of the day it's complicated Mm -hmm. because to ask some of these countries to get rid of facebook is sort of like oh you mean the one platform where we can all like gather and share our thoughts and like organize yeah if if they live under a government that permits that (laughs) you know to begin with yeah uh, so that's asking a lot as it's well. never like there's like constantly just this like thing running in the background of my brain just upset ab- about the fact that like just like a lonely Harvard nerd like runs the world. Yeah. Which believe me, 
if you if you don't want one person to rule the world, it is a lonely Harvard nerd because <laughs> like, dark shit is gonna I mean, happen. It's just so like obscene. It's 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 just obscene. It's upsetting. Uh-huh. It's the word of the day. Have you seen uh, complicated? Complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen all the stuff going on with uh, all the controversy around Patreon? Uh, Patreon. Patreon. Uh, which part? Which? Um, they booted a, an alt right uh, account, mm-hmm. a popular alt right. Okay. Uh, 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 I don't know what to call him. A bl- <laughs> he makes YouTube videos. A YouTuber, a popular alt right YouTuber, mm-hmm. he goes by the name Sargon of Akkad. Cool. Because <laughs> he's a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe too cool. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. And he, they booted him off Patreon, okay. and now people are. I say people, uh, alt right people, are upset. Oh, so this is Patreon being in the right. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. I was waiting for like the turn where it was like, and they brought him back. No, no, no. I think Patreon did the right thing. Yeah. I'm just, but it's like a controversy surrounding Patreon. Oh no, that's not a controversy. That's Patreon doing the right thing. No, no, I know. Uh, they did the right thing, I'm s- but there is still a controversy. I don't acknowledge the controversy. <laughs> good job, Patreon. Here's your good news. <laughs> Michael Cohen's going to prison for oh. three that sound michael cohen's <laughs> going to prison for three years you think they'll give three him three years do you think they'll give him like a plaid jumpsuit uh maybe that would be great that i would, would love it great. if they made made him a specialty like plaid jumpsuit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that would be pretty cool mm-hmm. uh i just want to point out that he's going to turn himself in f- to go to prison for three years the day after my birthday. Ooh. Happy birthday what to me. What a present. What a present for Happy you. Happy birthday to me. But also I'd like to point out that he's only going to prison for three years. Mm-hmm. Listen, I don't want to be a carceral progressive. Prison is never a solution, like a meaningful solution to make our society a better place. But in terms of like what this motherfucker did <laughs> right. and like how long other people go to prison for like nonviolent drug offenses right, 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 or of like course. killing the man who was trying to rape them. Yeah, yeah. This asshole is only going to prison for three years. Yeah. It's like, excuse me? Yeah, I mean, that's. Uh, and they're fining him $50,000 for each case, which seems very low. It's the benefit of uh, being a rat. <laughs> Being a little white. fucking rat you know, and white and yeah. a privileged man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All that I, stuff. I just, like, again, I can't help. Every time I think of my client, I just can't help but stress, like, how complete. These guys think they're the mob. And they're yeah, which so is insulting bad. to the mob. Yeah, they're so bad at crime. How dare you? The mob was better organized. They knew how to keep their mouths shut They more. ran whole cities. Yeah. They corrupted uncorruptible institutions. Like, the they mob... Bought, listen, they bought the Vatican. <laughs> they bought the police. Yeah. Like, the mob, they took over everything. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, the you know it's just like yeah these fucking idiots the, the Paul Manafort and Michael Cohen and all in Trump and all these guys they think they're fucking organized they're just dumb mm-hmm. they're just dumb guys who are bad at crime and like don't get me wrong the mob was comprised of dumb ass men as well but the Trump administration makes the mob look like geniuses <laughs> like the mob were just a bunch of dumb thuggish yeah. Italian and Irish immigrants <laughs> right. who were like, hey, why don't we just rule with brute strength? <laughs> right. That's what the mob was. Right, right, right. So they were dumb. Right. But the Trump administration's so fucking yeah. stupid that we are looking back fondly on the days of the mob. It was like, remember that fine institution? <laughs> well, it I mean, ran like a well-oiled machine. The thing that always gets me is like, as more of this stuff comes out, like somebody had posted on, on Twitter, like some meme that was like, Trump was like, for whatever you think of him, he's a dumb, like, he has the mind of an eight-year-old. He's not a good, like, he's a terrible racist. How dare you? On behalf of all eight-year-olds, how dare you? Uh, But, like, 
he had like a thing going. He had all these businesses. He had all this stuff going. He had his racket. He had his racket. How dumb do you have to be to be in the middle of committing just tons of crimes? Sure. And like having this multi-million dollar empire and then run for president the most scrutinized person he on the planet. He didn't think he was going to win. He didn't think that's <laughs> Why the Why did you even run? Because he wanted to increase his brand, which briefly it did. Right. But then he fucking won and they were like, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Like, oh, no, 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 right. no. And they weren't ready for that, yeah. which is now, you know, so painfully clear because it's like, man, you guys left a... a breadcrumb trail so 600 miles long <laughs> yeah. like st- you could see it from space right which like you know if you're Mueller, it's like thank you <laughs> <laughs> right uh but yeah i think I, mean, I truly think that's the answer they didn't think they were gonna win yeah of course. they didn't think they'd have to ever have to face all of this <laughs> and now they're like fuck 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 fuck, fuck, fuck so fuck. much shit like like just so, like just so many dumb guy crimes. Like they have a signed letter that he was like working on a you know a, a trump hotel in russia while he was running for president like why would you you can't do that like uh, you know but it's the thing is they can because have there been any mean other than like michael cohen going, going to, to prison for three years three years other than that happening have there been any well consequences? This is, so this is the thing about the Mueller report that i don't really know is it Mueller? are we saying that Mueller? Now? Mueller? Is it what not is, Mueller? i've always said Mueller. oh maybe I've I don't care. I don't every time I've seen that name before Mueller. Mr. Robert, I've pronounced it Mueller. Whatever, we all know who Robert we're talking Mueller. about. Yeah. Um What I don't know is like uh, I guess for an investigation of that scale, you don't like you just keep compiling evidence until it's done mm-hmm. and then everything happens at the end. I don't really know. I don't really know how that works. Uh well if you listen to Slow Burn podcast, Ooh, yeah. which I recommend, it's, it's all one. about the Watergate scandal. Mm-hmm. It is that like mm, slow burn Ooh. where these like it drips, you know, where yeah. it's like one scandal, then a few months go by and it's like another scandal, another scandal, mm-hmm. and then eventually Nixon resigns. But I don't know. I just I can't imagine Trump resigning. No, I can't imagine yeah. numbers on either. Uh, also, I'm no uh, legal scholar, but like, <laughs> if Michael Cohen gets put in jail for, for crimes three that years, for three, three years, years, if he goes to jail for three years for crimes, so uh, in the eyes of the court, he is guilty of crimes. Yes. And he said he committed those crimes on behalf of Donald Trump. This is where I'm like, okay, if we don't, if that never matters, the world is insane. Like, like that, like, like I, in the eyes of the law of the United States, he is guilty of crimes. And he said that he committed those crimes specifically for Donald Trump. It's like, okay. So, granted, I'm no legal scholar, but we found him guilty of the crimes. Mm-hmm. So the crimes did happen. Yes. And they were done on behalf of the president. <laughs> so there's so got to be something there. I'm like, I'm no legal scholar, but there's got to be something there if the court agreed that he was guilty of. Crimes. I truly hope that's Mueller's entire argument, and then he just goes so. <laughs> so um, eh? uh, also, in good news, advertisers are ditching Fox News's Tucker Carlson like crazy. For saying that immigration makes the United States, quote unquote, dirtier. I gotta say, Tucker Carlson has been just. Because, like, I remember when I was in, like, I guess, like, high school or middle school, when, like, Tucker Tucker Carlson was just, like, some potato faced guy Mm -hmm. with a bow tie on, like, CNN. A potato wearing a bow tie. Yeah. Yeah. And, like,. I forgot about him for so long. And then like the past couple of years, like he's just become like the worst person alive. Well, didn't he kind of come back because he would occasionally be like, what's Trump doing? Yeah. I think that like was sort of his angle. Yeah. But then then he would suddenly be like, yeah, immigrants are dirty. And everyone was like, right, you're an asshole. Well, he would like occasionally guess and he would have like, you know, conservative views or whatever. But then like really, you know, when he got his own shit, when O'Reilly, when O'Reilly went out <laughs> and he got his own show, because I think he took O'Reilly's spot, mm. uh, like he, he really jumped it in overdrive. He was like, "Well, I, now I can say what I really think." Well, you kind of 
have to because then you have to meet the bar that O'Reilly said, yeah. which is like, I hate all brown people. <laughs> so then Tucker Carlson has to suddenly be like, right, and also. <laughs> Do you remember when O'Reilly, like on his show, was like, you know, I went to a restaurant in Harlem the other day and it was surprisingly nice. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> what is? Uh, listen to me. If you go home for the holidays and your parents are watching Fox News, destroy the television. <laughs> just don't say anything. Don't explain just yourself. Like just put your fist through the television. <laughs> just, and just like yeah, he's just constantly like his show is just constantly like Tucker Carlson is just constantly just saying like he's my issue with tucker carlson i mean i mean my issue is that he's a racist but yeah my my big thing is that like tucker carlson says the same things that people like gavin mcginnis say but gavin mcginnis gets banned from all of these true. like platforms true, 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 and true. tucker carlson still has a show on primetime every single night he says the exact same things he talks about Does like he dress it up a little more though he just says slightly different words but he says the but same but i think sh- that's all you need to do to be a white supremacist and still have a show yeah you just can't be as blunt as gavin well he makes the same well he uses like i guess better language but like he says like the same ideas that like he says on his show like uh, like he talks about like how Western civilization is the best thing on on in the history of Earth, right? But like that's different than saying white people. Well, that was well. So that was Gavin's thing, though. Is that like Gavin constantly talks about Western civilization? He doesn't always say, or at least in public. I don't know about his like private stuff, but in public, like on his on his old show and like the quote unquote Proud Boys like mantra, they don't talk about quote unquote white people. They talk about Western civilization. But I feel like that got away from Gavin because when he associated himself with the Proud Boys, or when the Proud Boys arose because of Gavin, yes, that th- that's then the Proud Boys sort of took that and ran with yes, it, and then Gavin yeah. freaked out and tried to distance himself from it. But then it was too late. Yeah, then it was yeah, yeah, yeah. it was too late. But like yeah, but like that's the thing is like Tucker says the same things. Mm. He constantly talks about and that's his whole deal with like immigration in the United States. He talks about people making it dirtier, like he talks about like diversity, you know, he he had a whole show about how diversity is not actually a strength, you know? And it's just like he says all of the same things that all of these racists say. But, you know, he just I think he's I think it's starting to get away from him a little bit because he's, I I don't know if slipping up or he's just becoming more bold and he's saying things like this. I definitely immigrants make the country dirty. Like, yeah, it's definitely the culture, you know, like Trump has made racists and misogynists and xenophobes feel very safe to say this kind of shit because it's like, well, the highest office in the land has put their stamp of approval on all of this messaging. So yeah, I feel yeah, safe yeah. to say immigrants are dirty. Yeah. But sadly, because we live in a capitalist society, like one of the only ways to keep people like Tucker Carlson in check is to strip them of their advertisers, yeah, which yeah, yeah. still works weirdly. Yeah. You know, because well, I mean, you, I mean, you starve the beast. They don't yeah, have money. Like, they can't have a show. And I brands mean. don't want to be associated yeah. with, with that kind of shit. Cause it's like, well, a lot of our customer base are these people of color who you're, talking shit about well yeah because i mean at the end of the day you know uh it's sort of like the it's sort of the thing that <laughs> it's it's uh, it's like the thing that fuels them but it's also their greatest weakness is like at the end of the day fox news is a private company mm-hmm. and they are on cable television which is not cheap and so if advertisers start dropping they got to make adjustments Oh, and I guess we have to mention that this is not censorship. That's not what censorship is. Go look it up. Censorship is like if the United States government kicks in the door to Fox News and they're like, Tucker Carlson, we're taking you off Mm -hmm. the air. That is censorship. Censorship That would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know if it would be awesome, but that would actually be censorship. (laughs) But censorship is not when like, a company says, hey, we don't want to run commercials on your show anymore. Yeah. That is the right of that company to do that. Did you see fucking little, was it Nate Silver? Fucking. That little wiener. Little <laughs> wiener nerd Nate Silver. Did he um actually everyone again? He posted something. I think it was Nate Silver, but it was just like. I'm going to feel so bad if it's not Nate Silver. But I'm pretty it? sure it was Nate Silver. But he posted something on Twitter that was like. um. We shouldn't, uh, I don't remember the exact phrasing, but basically he was saying you shouldn't assume that advertisers support the shows that they are advertising on. Oh, I did not see that. Yeah. 
Um, it doesn't like, matter. It doesn't matter. It's just the fact that by running commercials on that show, they are supporting that show. His point was that they are not. They 100% are. <laughs> Nathaniel, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. They give money to these shows. His point was that it was not. His point was that advertisers give money to wherever they can get the best return and that we shouldn't assume that advertisers support the shows that they, I mean, I, I am not arguing with this. I want to make this perfectly sure. clear. Sure, I'm sure, trying sure. to recount an argument that was being You are merely a vessel. Um, but he was arguing that it's, uh, his argument was that basically we shouldn't uh, assume malice on the part of advertisers, which I don't think anybody is, but uh, you shouldn't assume that they, they directly support the shows that they advertise on. And by constantly going after the advertisers on shows like Tucker Carlson, you ensure that the only shows that get promoted are middle of the road shows with no viewpoint was was his uh i think full argument false because there's a model where you don't have to rely on advertisers which is you rely on listener subscriptions like this fucking show nice i don't have advertisers so i can say whatever the fuck i want like tucker carlson should be dragged off air yes <laughs> by Sco- by his bow tie by his screaming bow tie. i hope so who would you send in the government to do it? Um, let's see. Like now, like yeah. currently. I'll go first. Go. Bo Obama. Bo Obama. Mm-hmm, the dog. He's I'd not in the government anymore, is he? Um, he is an ambassador for life. I see. I see. Ambassador okay. of dogs. I fair. And I would send Bo. I would send. <laughs> I would send Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh my God! Here's okay. Pinch him by his cheek and just drag him right Can up we there. acknowledge how fucking insane it is that we live in a country where the rights of millions of people hang on the fact that an 80-year-old woman fell, mm-hmm. broke her ribs, mm-hmm. and when they opened her up to fix her fucking ribs, they just happened to find two cancerous lumps uh-huh, yeah. and remove them in time. Mm-hmm. If those exact sequence of events had not gone down that way, that uh-huh. cancer would have fucking spread. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it, you know, knock on wood, but yeah, there's still a chance. I there's mean, a chance there's, that it could spread. I'm sure they're doing more tests. But that's now. the only reason they found those growths because she fell and she broke her yeah, ribs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking insane that she could have died uh-huh. much sooner. Yeah. And like the fates of millions of people. I'm saying the Supreme Court's dumb and shouldn't exist in its current state. That is <laughs> insane. Yeah, uh, I just, the thing about the Trump presidency is that, like, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, is it just a uh, an our generation thing? I was very aware of who Donald Trump was, like, a long time ago. I mean, I, I assume most people were because of The Apprentice. But just, like, I don't know how we don't walk around more just dumbfounded that he's president. Not because I, I don't I don't even mean because of the things he's done since he was president. Just the constant thought of, like, the fucking yellow-haired guy who put his name on buildings and is, like, famous for, like, having a room made of gold, I guess. Like, he's the president. I mean, I think a lot of people are thinking that and do feel that. I, I think so. a lot of people are, like, in shock still. I just, it's just, like, I just, I constantly just once a day, I'm like, I can't, like, the guy I saw in Home Alone 2... I think the reason it might president. not be even a stronger reaction is because we do live in this celebrity culture. Right. Where it was I like guess, a yeah, lot of people want it. Oprah to run for president, you know? Guys, Oprah should not be president. I'm going <laughs> to say that right now. She should not be president. I love Oprah. She should not be president. If But if you had to choose between Oprah and Trump. <laughs> I would choose Oprah, sure. I would choose Oprah. Of course. But like, you know, you know what I mean? Like we've been yeah. conditioned to accept celebrity culture. Uh-huh. So maybe that's why it's not as acute I, of a response. I was just thinking about that with the, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg thing. I was like, there's a possibility. I, I don't think I... I I uh, I hope it does not happen. I'm not saying I think it's going to happen, but there is a chance that Donald Trump, the, the 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 apprentice guy, is going to put three people on the Supreme Court. Fuck, fuck that! I I reject that. I reject three, that you have put that into the ether. Three young, fuck. healthy people. No, that is that is a possibility. Yeah, they will Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and God forbid. 
a new one will be on the bench for a minimum probably 30 to 40 years. I know we already joked about this, but if RBG dies, they better fucking stuff her and weaken at Bernie's <laughs> it and lie and be like, she's fine. She's fine. And like nod her head with wires. Here's the th- well, <laughs> they could... You could potentially get away with that. The reason I say that is because Clarence, Clarence Thomas, Thomas Clarence Thomas famously does not speak and often sleeps during hearings. He might be dead. We don't know. <laughs> I don't go to the Supreme Court they and check it out. They could just wheel her out with sunglasses on. She doesn't have to say a word. She can just they just roll her out and then like just wheel her back and then bring out her ruling like she has said um it does not stand. They're like, "Okay, great. Great." <laughs> Well, guys, please follow Eric on Twitter at E-R-E-K underscore Smith. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those good places. You can support my work at patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. I'm going to try to get more content up there soon. I'm sorry I've been sick, but uh, I'm back. Oh. And I'll publish stuff over there. Nice. And yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Tell your friends about the show. If you had any thoughts about today's episode, hashtag Light Trees and Pod on Twitter. And thanks for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. <laughs>